Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Welcome to the podcast Rooted Deep. My name is Reba Bowman. Allison Hale is with me here today. And uh, man, thanks. If you're first time joining us, thanks a lot. We we love it when new people come in, right, Allie? Yeah. And I was just traveling recently and I've heard, you know, several people that I didn't realize um, listened to our podcast, you know, say, hey, that's what I listen to when I'm walking, you know, and, and I was I was glad. So please, you know, join us or send it, um, you know, send it along to somebody else who, who might need to um, just be encouraged a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, man, it's been a busy time. Uh, we were just kind of talking about this as we were getting ready to, uh, to go into the podcast today. Uh, our, both of our schedules have been super busy as we're uh, still kicking ministry and doing the things that we're doing. And Allie, you want, got any really quick tidbits of, of anything to uh, tell people today about what's going on with Mercy down in the Dominican, anything going on with your life special? Um, yeah, we're just, it's one of those things that this is the, this is one of the last days in October. And so we get the new outreach calendar, uh, for November. And I was just writing down all the days that it's my turn to go on outreach and who I'm. Hang on. Hey everybody. Welcome to Rooted Deep Podcast. My name is Reba Bowman. I'm here with Allison Hale, my co-host. And uh, man, we are, we're just plowing into the fall months. This is one of my favorite times of year. And Allie, what's been going on in your world? Um, yeah, we're just trying to make plans for the end of the year and um, just different ideas that we have. We got our new outreach calendar. Um, and so I was just putting on, you know, putting on my personal calendar, what days I'm, you know, what days it's, it's my turn to go on outreach, what days are home visits. And, uh, and then we've got, we're planning something a little bit special for the end of the year as far as Christmas, a Christmas outreach goes. And so we're excited about that. So it's really right now, it's just um, hungering down, planning, you know, planning for the future and um, just trying to, you know, maybe do some, um, just some, just looking at policies and procedures and making sure we're on the right track. And it's always one of those important times to take stock on the, on the ministry as a whole. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For those of you guys don't know, uh, maybe you're joining us for the first time on the podcast and you know, we're still having people, Allie, uh, side note, we're still having people join us for the first time on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, I know you were saying the other day that you were running into people who are like, I listen to you guys when I go walking and yeah, yeah, I just, I'm really thankful for, you know, I, I was on an interview the other day and somebody was asking me if I would rather read a book or, or listen to a podcast. And I was like, Oh, podcast. And then they were like, okay, who's your favorite podcast? I'm like, well, uh, me and Reba. Rooted, Rooted and, uh, oh, I didn't know about that. So I was telling, I was telling some new friends about the Rooted Deep podcast, but then I do have some friends that I didn't realize were listening to the podcast, you know, while they're exercising or while they're on their commute. So I'm really thankful for anybody who joins us and just wants to get, and I hope that's it. I hope it's an encouragement. Yeah, that's awesome. So that for those of you who may have joined the first time, um, Allison is actually lives in the Dominican Republic. Uh, she runs uh, the Mercy uh, Workshop and Outreach, and uh, boy, Allison, give us like that 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 fifteen second for the person who just got here. Give us that fifteen second look at what you guys do. Well, Mercy Workshop is a ministry that seeks to rescue and serve women that have been exploited in the sex trade here in the Dominican Republic, and so we give them education, life skills training counseling, as well as a job in um, making jewelry. And so you can check us out at mercyjewelry.org. 
And uh, that is our ministry. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's getting close to Christmas and uh, it's time to shop. So, uh, man, I know a lot of times you're always looking for that gift for that person that you want to get them something nice, but you, you know, you don't know what to get them exactly. Uh, and so, boy, I would encourage you to run out to Allie's, uh, out, out to the, to the Mercy. What is it again, Allie? Tell us again. Mercyjewelry.org. Mercyjewelry.org. Mercy yeah. Go out there and do some Christmas shopping. You will not regret it. People will love it. They'll love the story behind, uh, that, that piece and how cool that is. Uh, and so, man, we're so glad you're here today. Again, my name is Reba Bowman. I run Dare for More Ministries. So for those of you joining us for the first time, uh, we minister to women not only here in the U.S., but around the world. And uh, you can check us out at dareformore.org. So we've been on this journey, um, I guess now for several weeks, talking about motivational moments or motivating moments. These are, these are just these places, uh, as we study through Scripture, that motivate, get you up, get you moving again, or get you unstuck. And I have really, really enjoyed this because it's been good for me. Yeah, absolutely. And some of these moments, I think, when um, when we were first talking about it, there were some passages of scripture that really jumped out as, you know, passages that I go back to, to be reminded, or kind of, um, it's kind of like when you go back into your corner, and the coach is going to tell you something that you've heard a million times, or you go back um, and, and then you just, you just, it, you let it wash, wash over you again. And so yeah. some of these stories, you know, I think are just really exciting, um, to revisit, uh, and just to be motivated again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So we've covered several of these really great moments. Some of them really familiar stories that maybe we just missed, uh, the, the key heart of this as it, as we look at how it took these people from stuck to unstuck, how it got them up, got them moving. And today we're actually going to look at a group of people. So very interesting. Um, We looked at David and Goliath on our very first motivational moment. And so we're kind of going back to this character of David and looking inside another moment of his life. So Ali set us up for that. What is going on in the life of David right now as we zoom into this moment? Um, Yeah, I first noticed these stories when, um, when I was a kid, my dad had the same, he would preach at different churches. And this was one of his favorite sermons to preach. And I can almost quote the passage as well as the story uh, for so long, but it's from 2 Samuel 23, 14 through 17, when David's in, he's stuck in a cave, he's surrounded by uh, Philistines, and he just kind of out loud says, oh, I wish I could have a drink from the water of the well of Bethlehem. He's kind of maybe thinking back to that, you know, his his hometown, his water. and yep. uh, and then. Uh, in verse 16, it says three mighty men um, broke through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well. And so three of his mighty men, you know, listen to him just mm-hmm. kind of out loud express this desire. And then so they just go and they break through the entire host. So just to get him a drink of water, they bring it back to him. And the story is a, a really exciting story. So then when you look at the mighty men, you're like, let's learn a little bit more about them. And so yeah. then I just started reading you know, the entire chapter um, is all about their deeds and who they are and what some of them did. And so that chapter of Second Samuel 23 gives us a few of those stories of just like really interesting stories about how mighty these men are. Yeah, which is so incredible because we know, um, you know, as you roll back, of course, we're, we're getting to the end of David's life in reflection here. But as we were roll it back and we were to go back to after Goliath was killed, and David was starting to be elevated. Saul becomes very jealous of David. Saul's the king at the time. 
He's very jealous of David's popularity after killing the giant. He's very jealous of his abilities on the battlefield. And I think Saul's very intimidated by David. And so the next thing we know, Saul's throwing javelins at David's head, chasing him out of town. And David, who was once, you know, a a significant person in the household of Saul, is now running for his life and sleeping in caves as Saul really takes on a pursuit uh, for several for for several years here there's a time period here where Saul is in pursuit of David and David is just hiding out from cave yeah. to cave to cave to cave to cave and the bible says along the way that those people that were misfits i don't even know any other way to put them but they were just the people that maybe maybe they were in trouble maybe they were poor Maybe they were just, they, you know, they couldn't find a job. They had homeless. They had nowhere to go. So these were these people who just didn't quite fit in in any quite right place in society. They all show up and start following David out in the wilderness. And David collects this eclectic group of men who probably most people would never have given a second glance to. Most oh, people yeah. would have said, what trouble is that? Mm -hmm. you know? uh, yeah. and. Um... It's, it's interesting because they're all, it says everyone that was in distress, that was in debt, and that was discontented. And I'm just like, oh, heavens. Because when you think about, when you think about a man who is, has been told he's, he's going to be the king of Israel, he was told by God he was going to be the king sure. of Israel. He's already been, people have already been writing songs about him. I mean, yeah. and then he's like, he's the leader. And so I think anytime, and we think of, because you and I are both leaders in ministry. And we think of gathering around us the different people, and we always look for those. Um, you know, one of our friends, one of our dear friends, Diomides in ministry, she's human resources expert, and so she yeah. always looks for the proper profile of who's really going to fit into this role. And as leaders, sometimes we're like, okay, we really need somebody who's got this characteristic or strength and this and strength, and we're always looking for their strength. And uh, and God sends David to his cave. He's just hiding out, and God sends David. Everybody. That was distressed, debted, or or um, discontented, and it's like, okay, these are my guys, really, and and so and David became the captain over them, and you're just like, really, that's who, you know, because at times mm -hmm. you're like, hey, Lord, you sent me to do this, you know, you, I'm I'm about to become the king of Israel, and so this is who I have, and um, and I think yes. it's interesting because we know at the we've already, you know, we already kind of told you at the end of the story, that's who become. The mighty men. I think it's exciting because you know that's important. It's important status, you know, status of leadership there. Oh, absolutely! Because you get these guys who are, who, who by description there are discouraged. They're the ones that are just you know disillusioned with life. They join David, and over time, these become these men listed in Second uh, Samuel twenty three as this group of mighty warriors who do mighty deeds. Um, and their their fame is kind of I mean well known, and and who they are and what they do and and some of them actually not only just serve David but we know by reading the accounts that even after David had passed off the scene some of these men continue to serve his son Solomon, mm -hmm. and so you've just got these warriors that were shaped from this this from David's leadership from these moments, but you would never think like. This is what I love about this. You would never think that you could get these results in these circumstances. Right. Yeah. 
yeah. right? We're living in caves. We're running from King Saul. We're, we're outlaws basically for all practical purposes. Mm-hmm. And so there's no way you're going to get this high quality of character, these high quality of, of leadership and, and this great military strategic people out of these circumstances. But, you know, I, I really do believe this with all my heart. God is in the business, I think, of strategically putting us in the right place at the right time for the right reasons. And sometimes it doesn't feel like the right place and it doesn't feel like the right time. And yet I think this story really proves that God can bring great things out of difficult places. Yeah. And, you know, that cave, you know, the cave is so important because you can think of these guys just limping in and just being like, hey, we've got no place else to go. We're completely, mm-hmm. you know, completely untethered. You know, we have nothing to, to bind us together except for, except for David and a knowledge that, you know, they're on the right side. And, um, mm-hmm. and God can do so much with that just because as long as we're on the right side, he, it's, he's the one who, who develops and uh, he's the one who's given us his strengths in the first place and, um, and put mm-hmm. us in that cave at that moment um, in time. And so whether, you know, it, you, if you think about the, the, the time and the place, I think it's so important because we're going basically from cave to cave, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just from one, one problem to another. But he, mm-hmm. the Lord is strengthening. If you've read the story of David, you've read First, Second Samuel um, and the Chronicles. The Lord just really just takes them from, you know, from victory to victory, from struggle to struggle, from mountain to mountain. And so anyway, so that's, I mean, I think that's something to remember. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that I think is so powerfully important as we think about this is the fact that God is so good um, at getting us where he wants us to go. You know, I think about, um, I think about so many places in my life that I, I wouldn't be now in this place had God not directed my life and in, into these hard places, these difficult places, these places I never really wanted to go, places I would have never volunteered to go. And yet God used those circumstances to kind of reroute my life and to bring me to a point where, wow, okay, here we are over here now at this different place. You know, I can remember. Uh, you know, starting out and I was, you know, coaching and I thought, man, I'll coach women's basketball and things like that forever. This is going to be what I'll do forever because I just love this. But God used a series of circumstances just to lead me right out of coaching and right over into becoming a, a dean. And that's those circumstances led me from being a dean to, to ended up being able to start Dare for More Ministries. You know, and you watch the path of your life in in reflection. And it's so much easier to see it than when you're standing on the the beginning of it and you're looking into this void and you don't know what God is doing. And, you know, and I think that's even though David knew he was going to be king, he had been told by the prophet Samuel, he'd been anointed actually to be king. So he was chosen and he was anointed, but he wasn't put on the throne yet. And I, I have to imagine that these are difficult days as David knows what his destiny is. And yet at the same time, he's living in a cave. Right. And he's not. Yeah. And it's, there's no, there's no movement. It's almost like he's going backwards because you would have thought, okay, I'm going to be King. Now I killed a giant. Here it comes. You know, now people are writing songs about me. Here it comes. I'm in Saul's household. 
it's about to happen. And then it goes backwards. It goes way back to where, yeah, he has to find, you know, grab his family and, um, and this little band of misfits and, and start, you know, start over. So he's probably thinking, okay, do I start my own country? I'm going to be the king of something. What am I, you know, (laughs) right? (laughs) what am I supposed to do now? No. Yeah. And you know, then, then all these men, you look at it from their perspective, you know, they're whatever their stories are, and they all had one. They all were seeking something yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Oh, they would have never come to David. Right. You know, and maybe the word is getting out on the back alleys and, and in the, and in, you know, and on the hills and places where these guys are at at night sleeping. Hey, listen, David's taking people in. And, you know, all of a sudden you get these guys that just believe there's more out there for them than what they're doing right now. Right. And so they, they step into something uh, with David and you watch God transform them right. from this first description to the time we get to second Samuel 23, the mighty men of David. Yeah. And really their exploits are incredible. One of my favorite mighty men is Beniah. Uh, his story is told in 20 and 21. And what I love about this is that you're, you know, you get just past the story that you just told about these, David wants a drink from a well that's in Bethlehem and his men jump up and go slip through the enemy camp to get this water and bring it back to David. And then the next story that's told is about, you know, uh, is in verse 20, you're reading along and you find out that he, he goes down, he kills, this is what I love about this. He killed a lion in the middle of a pit on a snowy day. Um, you know, and so it's these, you know, it's almost like a movie scene. It's like, you've got to be kidding. You know, uh, you, you, when I, when I meet a lion in a pit, I, I want to leave him in the pit and get out of there. Uh, but you know, but no, he goes, you know, somehow this whole story takes place. So you see the great courage that these men had, uh, not only to go into a city to grab water in the middle of the enemy's camp, to kill a lion in a pit on a snowy day, um, to be able to do so many things that God allowed them to do um, as to bring his will forward. And I just, you know, I know all of us, maybe people listening today, are you're stuck somewhere in this place, and maybe you feel like David or these men you feel like, I believe there's more. I just don't understand how I got here and why I'm here and how here could be good. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I, with these, with these mighty men, I think we all like to, to, to see ourselves, you know, in these moments doing these great things, but understanding that it's this, this journey with the Lord through these trust through these tests and the trials of, of obedience and courage and stepping into, you know, into battles that, you know, maybe at the time we're not, we're not equipped for, but it's because it's, you know, it's the Lord that equips us to where you do, you can have these, these kind of a a mighty man motivational moment. If you can alliterate over, over alliterate, um, you know, (laughs) one morning, but it's one of those things that, you know, the stories the stories that are told are stories of courage, but they're also stories of, um, of just standing and stories of, uh, not leaving the battle. I mean, there's a couple of stories in here where he, that, um, where Dodo, I love his name, poor Dodo, his name was, um, 
that's just a very unfortunate name. So maybe that's why he was already distressed. <laughs> and <laughs> you're right. He's like, uh, you know, David's like, what's your name? My name's Dodo. Oh, buddy, your parents didn't give you a chance, did they? Yeah, did they um, really? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's standing there. He he, he arises and he and he smites the Philistines until his hand is weary, and his hand will not. You can't even pull the sword out of his hand. His hand is so tired that he's continuing to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes these stories. Uh, to understand what what we're standing on a, on a hill of beans that we're standing, and these are these are the moments I think that are so motivational because it's it's just courage and it's yeah not leaving the battle. It's not leaving when it's scary. It's not leaving when um hey David's still taking us into another cave. Here we go again, you know, yep. or he's taking us into another battle. It's just that that the faithfulness of these guys I think is really really interesting. Yeah, because you know I think. I think sometimes for years, um, at least growing up in church for me, I heard, I spent, I heard a lot of sermons. I'd hate to know how many sermons I've heard on, you know, sinning and doing the wrong thing, right? Mm -hmm. Some action that you took was the wrong action, but I haven't heard too many sessions or messages on the fact that sometimes we can sin by not acting. Um, I think there's, there's moments in our lives, when God is calling us to step into something, he's calling us to be faithful. He's calling us to do hard things. And I think there's sometimes that our failure to step into that is just as much of a sin as our failure to step into some other thing that we shouldn't be doing. Um, You know, and I think, you know, I think there are things that we could do and that we should be doing. Um, and I, I really think sometimes the Lord is like, look, I need you to, I need you to get up and do a hard thing right now. I need you to be brave in this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need you to, uh, to get up and get going. And so maybe there's somebody listening right now, right? And you're thinking, wow, um, I just kind of sat down because, you know, it's a hard place. It's a difficult place. Uh, it, it's not working out the way I thought it was going to work out in this moment. And I think David could say all those things to be true. And many of these men would say the same thing. They could say these things to be true. And yet, as we, as we step into this, I think we, we watch David and his mighty men give us these lessons of what it looks like to do hard things in hard places. And God blesses. And maybe they didn't feel like they were moving forward, but they were. Right. And maybe they didn't feel like God was doing something, but he was, mm-hmm. and maybe they couldn't exactly see the end, but it was getting closer step by step. Right. And I think sometimes, you know, um, we're all there. I know I've been there so many times in my life where I'm just, um, I'm weary and I don't want to yeah. do this, you know, and, and it's just like, you know, this is a hard place and I don't know what to do. So what do I do? And I think we just, I've heard it said so many times, I don't know the originator of it, but just take the next step. Do the next thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think the story, um, the story of the man, uh, the, the, he just, he just fought, he's sitting there defending literally a hill of beans, but Mm -hmm. it's because that's what his job was to do. And the fact that that hill of beans and his defense of it is in the Bible, it must've been a really important hill of beans you know and yeah so right no, with you. Yeah. it was a, it's because god his his deed that he did or this mighty man's deed was he was to defend this ground this ground full of beans and i think it's interesting because that's 
that sometimes it just feels like to us that what where God has placed us or what job he's given us to do, we don't see the bigger picture. And But we have to have to have faith and trust in him that where he's put us and we, and we can't walk away from it and just say, okay, it was a hill of beans. I didn't really get it. I was looking for a bigger battle. Um, so I'm just right. going to walk off from here and just go do something that's more important in quotes. And, yeah. and God's like, wait a minute. I, I really needed, I, I needed you there in that moment for this purpose. And absolutely. No, I love that because I think sometimes we don't value the moment. Mm-hmm. We don't value the job. I mean, I'm sure there's some yeah. moms right now raising kids and they don't value the job. Right. Right. Um, or there, there's just these little things that we're doing that we don't see what the great value mm-hmm. in them is. And it's easy in those moments to feel like, okay, I'm just going to walk away from that. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes, again, it's back to that thought pattern or what we think about. But sometimes it's like, well, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong. But the real question is, are you doing anything right, right. in this moment? Yeah. You know, and sometimes the right thing is just stick with it. Yeah. Stay with it. You know, yeah. um, there's another thing. I, there's another story with David where it says that he somebody stayed by the stuff. You know, uh-huh. um, they guarded the while everybody's fighting. They guarded all the clothes and the equipment and the and all of the tents and whatnot. You know, well, I'm sure if you're a soldier, you want to be out there fighting. You don't mm-hmm. want to be guarding a hill of beans, right? right. Uh, you'd rather be in the action. And yet, these may be the roles God has called you to in this moment. So, um, man. You know, as we think through this today, I hope somebody's going to be motivated to go back, mm-hmm. maybe read this, these stories again of these mighty men mm-hmm. and think about the fact that God really, where you're at right now, God has something for you there mm-hmm. uh, and you need to persevere and stay with it. And it may not feel important. It may not look important. It, you know, it, you may not feel like you're getting anywhere. And yet God says, you know what, you're right where I wanted you to be. And you're doing right what I want you to do. And I've got a plan for your life. And so, um, you know, so let's not quit. Um, but let's just do more than not quit. I think let, let's be really do a great job with what we've been assigned in the moment and watch God give us another assignment. Exactly. Exactly. And when you compare this, when you compare these deeds to our role in the body, And our role in the New Testament, where it just describes us as the body of Christ and this Mm -hmm. person can't do their job. So if you drop the ball, you know what I'm saying? It's just, Mm -hmm. it's so important. I think it's so important to realize where God placed me. I I need to serve and be obedient no matter what it is. And and so that's definitely a motivating moment for us. Hopefully um, for you, the listener, it'll be, you know, just like, like Reba said, just go back and read these stories and just think, you know, Hey, um, God can do a great work. I just need to be obedient. Yeah. And it really takes courage. It really does. Uh, sometimes courage just to stick with it. Right. Uh, you know, there's, it's one thing to chase a lion into a pit on a snowy day. It's another thing just to guard the hill of beans and they both take a different kind of courage and they're both mm-hmm. necessary. So, so boy, this has been a great motivating moment. Um, as we've kind of looked into the lives of David and his mighty men, and hopefully today you may not feel very mighty, but we just want to kind of say you are. Okay, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing right now, if God is working and using you in your life, you are one of those mighty men or one of those mighty women in whatever place he's put you. So I just want to encourage you today, hang in there and uh, allow God, be faithful in the place God put you and allow him to take you where he has plans uh, for you to go. And I think that's going to be the best place for all of us, just like it was for David. 
All right. Well, listen, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, we're excited. This is going to be the last one of our sessions on these motivating moments. It's been fun to walk through this yeah. and uh, been a great journey. So we hope that these, these truths will remind you wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, that God's got something for you. So continue to be rooted deep, continue to keep growing and going, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.